Bills were presented by Bud Light. That's right. Ben Brust once again out. Telly Hughes, your cousin sub of the day. Cousin subs, we believe in better. Homer just pointed out how much you have been in here with us, Telly, over the past couple of weeks. It's been a lot. I like hanging out with you guys, man. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. I like hanging out with you guys. It's another Ben Bruss Friday here today. <laughs> uh, I'm Greg Scalzo, Josh DiMaggio running the show uh, as usual. Uh, Alex Strofe at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios downtown off the Capitol Square. Uh, oh, excuse me. Colin Russo, a new member of the Scalzo and Bruss family running the show uh, at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios there off the Capitol Square in downtown Madison. Shout out to you, Colin. Welcome to the family. Uh, 800-990-3776. You all calling us, texting us there. And of course, Twitter at Scalzo and Brust. Telly, you're a baseball guy, so I went into the restroom earlier today here at the offices, and I saw a pouch in there. For those that don't know, uh, uh, when you dip or use chewing tobacco, uh, over the last, what, 10, 15 years, they've started putting them in these little pouches so you don't have to pinch and place them in your lip. And I'm thinking, is that office etiquette? Like, is that office appropriate? I don't mind if if you throw a dip in while you're at work. But to spit it out in the urinal at an office bathroom just feels a little bit inappropriate for an office setting. Nasty. There's nothing inappropriate for a urinal. It's a urinal. I mean, you're spitting a pouch in a urinal. Fine, yes, it's a urinal. You can't put a uh, you can't put a lettuce in a urinal. Probably that'd probably be bad. But yes, it's a urinal. You could put anything in a urinal. Yes. You know that someone has to take that out then. Yeah. Okay. So screw them, huh, Homer? Yeah. Hey, if you work cleaning out urinals, you should understand the standard. Yes. Yeah, but there are certain things that don't need to go in a urinal. I can only think of one because you have something else for that. <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean, look, if you're at a bar, if you're at a bar, and it's you're expected, a especially event? A, like a dive bar or something. Absolutely. But I don't think pouches and and tobacco products. Actually, I think that is one of the nastiest things when someone has like a spit can next to them. Like it's just it is that has to be one of the grossest things ever. Eight hundred nine ninety thirty seven seventy six. Uh, yeah, it's usually pretty nasty. I mean, I I, uh, I lived with a bunch of guys in college that had. I mean, our our apartment was just riddled with uh, with spitters. <laughs> and the worst is if you ever like picked one up and and ever for God forbid put that to your lips. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, no good. Oh, it, gosh. it is certainly yeah. a nasty habit. I'm not. Uh, I don't want to uh, judge anybody who does the habit. But again, it's just something that co- sort of hit me as a stark. Like, wait a second. Where am I right now? Why is this in here? Who's throwing a wintergreen pouch in? And it was early in the day at like 9 a.m. at work at their desk and not thrown in the trash can, but just spitting it right out into the Oh, yard. that's a seasoned vet. Whoever that is, that's a vet. Look for the vets around here. That's not a young boy move there. <laughs> that's a vet move there. <laughs> at 9 in the morning? Like, come on. That's, that's your thing. That's your routine. That's a part of your routine as much as brushing your teeth if you dip or take a pouch at nine in the morning. The part that stuck out is just the simply the setting. Like you said, if I was at the bar, if I was at the ball game, if I was virtually anywhere else, it'd be like, oh, I mean, I get it. Yeah. But the work setting is kind of, and don't you 
kind of want to, because I think we have like a rule where you can't technically do that in the in this office. Wouldn't you just want to hide it? Just put it in the, there's a garbage can feed away. Garbage can right there. You're probably spitting into something, although I know plenty of people who don't spit at all when they do that. Um, but you're probably spitting into <laughs> That's something. That's hardcore. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you probably just spit it out into the air. Like it was a, it was a very uh, shocking discovery for me this morning. I texted you about it, Josh. Um, you said you had seen it as well, but I feel like I had to bring that up. Uh, you're a baseball guy. I'm sure you had a lot of teammates that had that happen. Oh, absolutely. I had guys that wouldn't even play PlayStation back then when I was in college without dipping, or they had to dip for everything before they did their homework, before practice, before video games. So, yes. I've been around it. Uh, once again, I am. I I don't indulge, uh, but I think there is some sort of etiquette to that, though. I, I mean, they're like. I mean, it's like sunflower seeds. Like we like sunflower seeds, but that's just not an office type of food. I mean, because you need a spitter for that, mm-hmm. and I mean, you just want these empty shells just on. Like it's just it's too much. Like if you're outside. Yes, you could spit and do whatever, but in an office setting, like, come on, some of those things, you did, they're just outside things. 800-990-3776. Is an office setting acceptable to be throwing in pouches? Uh, and it's really about where they spit out the pouch. Because if somebody's at their desk and you don't even know, uh, it is what it is. But that one definitely caught me off guard. Packers have their second preseason game tonight at Lambeau Field. Lambeau Field home opener uh, for the preseason, of course. Uh, Jordan Love getting the start once again against the New Orleans Saints. And Brian Gutekunst talked a little bit on on Jordan Love, the man who drafted him, uh, the man who uh, believed in him. Before we hear what Goot had to say, Ryan McGuanago has a suspect right now. Says that's a total Jen Latta move. I don't think Jen Latta would be in the men's bathroom spitting out the pouch in the urinal. Uh, I appreciate it, though, because I could see Jen throwing in a dip, you know? At work? <laughs> the best evidence I have to I clear not, her I could not see is that. her vacation she just got back from and wasn't even... Well, she was here this morning? She was. Yeah? Uh-oh. I mean, not uh-oh, because once again, it's in the urinal in the men's room. Yeah, that's not happening. That's not happening. <laughs> Jen's a pro's pro. We don't have to worry about that uh, with her. 800-990-3776. Tom in Milwaukee says, this is the same office Ben Brust performs his mini shenanigans. That seems fair. I think Ben Brust showing off for a number of teammates by singing The Greatest Showman uh, is uh, is far different. But probably a little bit less professional maybe even than a pouch in the urinal. Ben famously did split his pants and stay in the office for an entire day. We don't talk day. about that anymore per HR. You know that, Josh? <laughs> There's one show, Telly, where we uh, we actually had the HR director on the air because we thought there might have been an HR violation by Ben Bros. Oh, boy. He uh, His zipper broke. He notoriously does not wear underwear, and he didn't go home. So he's walking around just oh, risking it. Just loose, huh? And so we called the HR director on oh, the air, gosh. and she was like, you guys are idiots you can't talk to me about this not in this like this is actually an issue like ben you need to go home 
<laughs> or put on an apron or something that's going to cover himself up, huh? Yes. Wow. Safety pin or something, you know, close close, close that hole up. Yeah, let's close that door. Wow, that's interesting. Let's go to the old National Bank talking text line. I don't know the most inappropriate thing Ben Brust has ever done in the office, to be quite frank. If that's uh, not in the top five, then I think we are into the HR danger red zone that here. That would be in the top five. Uh, okay, okay. He's, he's punched a wall and thrown a chair uh, both in anger at me in the studio before. Um, Josh thought he was going to take a swing at me. Uh (laughs) Uh, Does doing breaking things after hours count? Possibly. Yes. I believe he's broken a few things after hours. Boy, you guys got an old Chris Sale here on your hands, huh? <laughs> he's got a little Chris the, the Sale. The second breaking time, though, to my understanding, was it was broken. Yeah, it was just he was having fun. <laughs> There's <was> no anger. <laughs> Let's go to the old National Bank talking text line. Old National Bank, get old. We welcome in Tyler from East Troy. Tyler, welcome to Scalzo and Bros. We're presented by Bud Light. What do you got? Yeah, talking about. Uh, Poor uh, office etiquette with the urinals. I was working a 12-hour night shift one time. Uh, went to use the the facilities, and in one of the urinals, it wasn't just a pouch. Like someone emptied their whole chaw long cut into the urinal, oh. and I was like, "What the heck, man?" The thing was, is we had cameras in the hallway, and I had access to them at the night shift, so I backed it up, and I was like, "I know who it was." And I've done little things ever since just to kind of get back at the guy. Hold on. Like, give me an example of one of the little things you did. We got I, – uh, I went out and I bought a log of the wintergreen pouches and went into his office, opened them up, and hit them just in various areas with the can open, <laughs> which – because you're not supposed to – not supposed to have any tobacco on the premises, so I knew I was like, his office is going to reek like this shit. Or, sorry. Oh, that dumped that. All right. Thank uh, you for the call. call. Thank you to Tyler and Ace <laughs> Troy. Um, yeah, that's that's. I like the uh, small things to get revenge uh, over a long period of time. Um, I appreciate that, but you can't, you can't, you can't go full chaw in the urinal. That'll no, no, no. I just, I don't get it though. Is it that? Is it, because nine times out of ten they don't even do that at their own house. I'm sure they're That's why not they do dumping it, at work. it. Yeah. So <laughs> like, what would make you think that it's okay to do it at work and it's something you wouldn't even do at home? Like, oh, Telly, you do you think people behave better at work or at home? Oh well, of course they behave better at home than they do at work. I, I mean, think. I think that's the yeah. case for a lot of yeah. people. I yeah. think people go ahead, they do their dishes at home and all that. You're in an office setting. No, nah, they're just going to leave just... the dirty dishes right in the sink. <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 800-990-3776. Uh, right, now let's hear what Goody had to say about Jordan Love, because uh, I do want to figure out, like, what are the expectations? What do we care about tonight from Jordan Love? Uh, week two of the preseason Packers at home against the New Orleans Saints. I think he's progressing nicely. I think he's taken some, you know, really significant steps. I think not only in the offense and his confidence in it, um, and his ability to kind of. Um, I think I talked the last time about as things slow down, seeing things before they happen, which I think is important. You know, so I think he's just got to continue to do that and 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 start to recognize the different situations in the end game um, and making those decisions. What I think he's doing, and he's letting. I know you guys have seen it too. He's just. I think he's recognizing things faster and letting the ball rip. Um, so again, I, you know, 
for me in preseason, I want to see him move the ball. I want to see him score, take care of the ball. Um, he did some of those things last week, which I think were very impressive. But um, he's got to continue taking the next step. I like the way he's working. That GM Brian Gutekunst with some glowing words about Jordan Love. Can you ever trust what Goody will say about Jordan Love? Or is he too tied into the decision to draft Jordan Love? 800-990-3776. We want to hear from you. Can you trust Goot's assessment of Jordan Love uh, as we track his progress as an NFL quarterback? I, I think I can speak for a lot of Packer fans at this point. We just want to see it. We're tired of hearing the strides. We're tearing, tired of hearing about the best practice in three years. We're tired. I mean, you're getting your opportunities. You had your opportunities to play with the ones last year when Aaron Rodgers was pondering his future with the Green Bay Packers, and you didn't seem to make any significant strides then. You come in this year, your third year, which is really, you want to say, your first preseason like for real for real in the last two years because of COVID but uh, you're getting these opportunities and the only thing we're hearing about are the strides you're making in practice and it's time to see that in the game now I don't think it's that much emphasis or pressure that should be put on him because hopefully you won't even have to see Jordan Love on the field it, at least until week eight or week nine. And if that's the case and that's in a blowout situation, what are you going to say? Hey, go back to that second series and remember what you did in the preseason <laughs> and that second game. We want you to do that some more. Like, this is all about confidence at this point. It's not about if he could go out and light it up because – he can light it up, but he's still going to have to sit once week one rolls around. But that's for a guy who deserves a lot of credit for this recent Packers success. Uh, I think that's one of the question marks about his tenure as GM with the Green Bay Packers. So can you trust Goody on his assessment of Jordan Love? We'll keep talking Jordan Love. Plus, Tom Brady might be missing preseason for... The Masked Singer? We'll talk about all of this with Homer coming up next. It's Galzo and Brust presented by Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light, Galzo and Brust. Here's the thing. I watched a different kid catch a ball later in the game in his mitt, and the crowd like gave him high fives. They were all excited for him. I didn't really get the same reaction when I caught it and gave it to the kid because they probably saw the kid on huh. the ground. It, Josh, shut up. I'm, I'm, I'm having a self-realization here, and I don't, I don't need that overarching... Hmm judgment that you give me interesting so. stream live and listen anytime on your time on wisconsin on demand The Packers take on the Saints tonight in preseason at Lambeau Field. We're finding pouches in the urinals here at work. Josh Hader stinks. Tom Brady might be participating in the Masked Singer. Uh, we welcome in our friend of the show. You listen to him along with Tony Smith every day, 2-4 to four on 94.5 ESPN in Milwaukee. He is Homer. Homer, how are you, my friend? I just wanted to know who's on with Telly today. 
I didn't get the update. Uh, it's me. It's Greg Scalzo oh, on with okay. Telly. Right, yeah, good. All right. Yeah. On Monday, you, you never know. On, you never know who his partner's going to be. On Monday, uh, I believe you're going to be on with Telly on Scalzo. Uh, and yeah, Bruce. that's that's why I asked. I, this is uh, the the very first. Uh, Scalzo and Brush show to air on 1430 uh, ESPN Beaver Dam will be featuring not Scalzo and Brush, but uh, Telly Hughes and Homer. So yeah, you guys have to uh, represent yeah, us well to Dodge County. That's the only way I can get on in Beaver Dam. It's, uh, it's life. It's life. 40, <laughs> 40 years in the business. Not good enough to get on in Beaver Dam anymore unless I'm on for Scalzo and Brush. But all right. Uh, well, that's why, that's why we have you on all the time. I know it's been one of your great career sure. goals to make sure that you're in Dodge County. Um, so uh, we'll keep we'll keep working towards that, Homer. Thanks, I appreciate your support. You you know that you have my support, Homer. You know you always have my I, support. I I'm a Homer yeah. guy. Yeah, I know. I I I think there's a lot of support for Homer. I never have doubted that. All right, I appreciate uh, I appreciate your appreciation just, of I'm the appreciation. Too bad that Cudahy doesn't have a station because I think it could have got us, could have got me on in Cudahy. But we're working on it. Yes, <laughs> we, I have a new goal. The key to life is attitude. I got that. I got a new goal. Get on in Beaver Dam. Got to do what you got to do. Let's go. I love what do you it. Think what do you think? What do you think we What do you think we need to do better to get on in Beaver Dam? Anyway, but it's like oh, you got to have attitude. Got to have focus. So. What do you think we need to do to get on in Beaver Dam? Uh, I'm probably the wrong person to ask uh, in that respect, okay. but I do like your attitude. I feel like you're coaching right now. I feel like you're. You're. Have you been listening to what uh, what Matt Lafleur's been saying to Jordan Love, trying to get him hyped up for uh, for for proving out the progress that Goody is just lying to all of our faces about? Uh, well, I mean, I, it's clear to me. It's clear to me that they've uh, amped up and trying to be nice to. Uh, Jordan Love, I I think that uh, Lafleur knows very well that he can't play, but I mean they're they not going to say it. Be positive, yeah, right? But I say. think they they he you know when he when he said that it was the best. What happened was this all changed when he said it was his best, the best practice he's had in three years or whatever. That was the truth, but then he realized it didn't really serve him well, so he went to the approach of uh, well everything's great. He's but we're, every day we try to be better than we were the day, the day before, and whatever it is, whatever the phrases are now that everybody uses. But I mean, that was the most honest thing he said. Think about it. He had one decent day of practice, but say he's had three and a half years or whatever it was. That told us all we needed to know. Homer, you wanted to see uh, several things in the Packers' first preseason game. Uh, including what Jordan Love would do. Is it more emphasis, or is the same emphasis still there tonight? Are you still interested to see what Jordan Love is going to do for for an encore performance, or are you looking forward to seeing if Romeo Dobbs can back up his first preseason game, or are you still looking at the offensive line? What are some of the things you're going to be looking for tonight? No, it's all Jordan Love. I mean, that's... It's just because it's a curiosity, like when you have your scouting bureau, which everybody has, they, we all believe with Jim's, you want to see how accurate I know I want to see him play. I mean, they're, they're JV games. It has to be emphasized. These are JV games. So whenever you think of the importance of the game, realize what did you think in high school uh, of the JV game? Because that's what you're watching. And when you put that in perspective, uh, but, but with, you know, Jordan Love, you, you know, you'd, want to watch the player in the JV game that maybe could play in a varsity game or whatever, or just 
because you want to. I want to. I want to assess. I don't think that he can play at a level to to be a starting quarterback for a team in the NFL. But judging players is hard. Ron Wolf taught us all best. It's not easy for anybody. So I could be wrong, and so I kind of want to see. Uh, it's about assessing my ability, not really his, because it's a JV game. Yeah. So, but I mean, don't you already know? I mean, what what is going to happen? Like, seriously? Because you've had two joint practices against this team. If he was lighting it up, don't you think we would have heard about it by now? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. But, I mean, he could still get better, and it's just just a difficult science. So that's not the way to bet. But I'm I'm willing to to watch some more and see if if, uh, the assessment, and the the assessment of most everyone is that – I don't know what he'll be, but he'll never be anything special. I have a guy who I respect, Ron and Sheboygan, great scouting bureau, has had phenomenal predictions in the past. He says he's going to be a Pro Bowl quarterback. So, Ouch. Wow. I know. Well, wow. see that, you know, it's not, it used, it, I thought it was one of the great long shots ever until Steve Young said on Monday Night Football that with a proper complicated, sophisticated offense that Lamar Jackson could be the greatest player ever in the history of the NFL. How's that? I think that's a, I think that's a little, uh, I like it. It's an aggressive take, but ultimately he's different enough as a player that I think it's a fair one. If you're going to put your money behind somebody, um, you know, that, that could be one. I remember Ron Jaworski saying that Colin Kaepernick would become the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL um, after he started to dominate in San Francisco. Uh, so, yeah, you, you've, you've got some people putting themselves out there. Homer, did your wife end up hitting a hole-in-one? Did I hear that correctly? Well, this is a, there's a debate uh, at the number 11 at the Lock LaBelle, which I think you played this week, didn't you? I did. So um, number 11. Yeah, her first. Right. Her that's, first a hard, that's a hard uh, par three. Yeah. Yeah. She hit it over the water. The pin and it rolled down the hill. She hit her first shot into the heavy grass right in front of the tee. And I said, hit another one. And she hit the next one in the hole for a hole in one. But is it a hole in one? Is it a hole in three? I mean, the shot she hit was a hole-in-one. But I, of course, most concerned about recognizing the rule that if you, if you make a hole-in-one, you've got to buy a drink for everybody in the club. <laughs> so you put and so it I had no choice but to state immediately that it was not a hole-in-one. <laughs> I'm uh, sure she appreciated that. Yeah, she did. Um, I mean, it just would have been her Christmas present would have been a little less. Uh, the people that were on the green that were ahead of us waiting for the next tee, they didn't know that she'd hit the first shot. They went crazy. They just thought it was like the greatest thing they'd ever seen on a golf course. And then I had to go up and say, I got good news and bad news. The good news is I don't have to buy drinks for everybody. Oh, they knew the kind of rule. Oh, what? Why? Well, she wasn't the first shot. but So... Uh, I went on Twitter, and I would say it was about 80-20 that it's not a hole-in-one. Many people thought that uh, it would be wise for me to say it's a hole-in-one because it's my wife who hit the shot. You don't lie, and Homer. She's a, she's a pretty good golfer. Uh, no, I uh, 
at the risk of having to buy drinks for 145 people, there's no way that was a hole in one. Oh, everybody didn't drink, Homer. Yeah, you would have spent a thousand bucks. It's a thousand dollars. You've lost that. You've lost that on a game before. You've lost that bet in a game uh, oh, before. Of course not. Of course not. Why would you even pass along such information like what, that? You would, you've never know. lost a thousand dollars on a game before, Homer. Uh, no, no. As a matter <laughs> of fact, I never have. It's funny you would use that exact amount of a thousand dollars, but. I'd like to say that I'm comfortable and will pass a lie detector test that I have never lost a thousand dollars. Have you bet. ever lost more than a thousand dollars on a bet? I will not answer that question. <laughs> I think it'd be pretty good. Or did you we ever were. lose nine hundred dollars? I believe I can also answer, answer no to that. Um, uh, you, if you're a gambler, it's hard to say this, but I think I know. You tend to remember the losses of that amount or somewhat similar to that amount more than the wins. Without a doubt. I can name every yeah. big loss that I've had, including a horrible, yeah. horrible bet uh, on Eastern Washington uh, on, a, on a very late game at Hawaii in, uh, in basketball. Oh, so. that's not correct. You, de- you describe those, sir, as a Hawaii game. All you have to do is say it's a Hawaii game, and it is automatically determined you, you got a problem. No, no one has ever well, yes, played a true. Hawaii that's game true. that did not have some sort of gambling problem. This was Ben Brust and I at a bar in downtown Madison on the square, very sure. late at night, pretty knocked up, uh, having had a lot of Bud Lights, and we wanted to bet on a game, and there was one game left, and it was... Eastern Washington against Hawaii at Hawaii, and we bet it. Uh, we put a thousand dollars on the game, and we watched mm-hmm. it at the bar, streaming on our phones on ESPN Plus. Uh, you got to find the bundle, ESPN Milwaukee Bundle dot com, ESPN Madison Bundle dot com, uh, to get the uh, uh, ESPN Plus Disney Plus bundle. Uh, but that that is one that, that yeah, of course, uh, and, it, and it's not my worst now, one. But that I, one, I want to add one thing to that for people. You can go look up in a dictionary, and the first definition of Hawaii is ultimate catch-up gambling game. They don't even list what number state it is because Hawaii has even a greater historic. The, 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 uh, I mean, I don't know. They could, you could write a book if you just ask people to submit their favorite Hawaii story. Yeah, I I, uh, I think that's, every that's gambler's true. got a Hawaii story. Yes, and I can't wait. Uh, I believe they open up at home very early in the season. I think that first weekend they've got a home game there, but it's an early start, I believe, uh, with yeah. Tommy Chang as the head coach. Uh, Timmy. Timmy Chang, the uh, yeah. former uh, former quarterback yes. there. Oh, many under June people Jones. remember him. Yeah, so, uh, Hawaii went pretty well when he was around. I. I don't know if June Jones was the coach. There was this he stretch was. where Hawaii June was always over. the coach. <laughs> yeah. Hawaii on over on Hawaii with him as quarterback. That that's probably his nickname. Over is his nickname uh, now that he's the head coach. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine the stories that he has that people have told him to thank him for whatever was their experience with Hawaii football because of him as quarterback. 
Homer, That'd be a good book, too. Homer, I want to welcome in a special guest here. Uh, Jonathan Brust is on the old National Bank talking text line. Jonathan, why are you upset by Homer's hole-in-one story? Because that is the dumbest thing. I don't care if it's your wife or not. She made a part. She didn't make a hole-in-one. Well, and if you got a drink from her, it came out of your wallet. She hit the ball in the lead. She hits another one. She made a three. It, that's what he that's said. That's what he said. No, no, I hung up then. He, no, he still was trying to get a drink out of his plate. <laughs> you, how many drinks have you had, Jonathan? <laughs> wow. I did, I did play today, and I won $650 on the golf course. So it was cool. a good day. So... I, I've had a few. Darts and darts and drinks combined. What are we at? Over under fifteen. I, I haven't had a dart in over two years. Cool. Thank Thanks you for the call. call. Uh, yes, uh, I, I thought he was actually going to have a point. I don't think I need to respond to that <laughs> at all. <laughs> no. I will. I think that will be one that you may use at a future date uh, with his brother because I think. He'll be amused. Uh, before we let you go, Homer, uh, Ben Brust is committed September 22nd to doing a five-minute stand-up set at an open mic night uh, at the Corners of Brookfield. Um, as a preeminent, very accomplished public speaker, I don't know if you've ever done comedy before, uh, what advice do you have for him? He will declare it. Within five minutes of finishing, it was and will be the longest five minutes of his life. It will feel like an hour. He will think he'll be five minutes in and he will be 28 seconds in. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done it before? Um, not really. I've never, not under that. I mean, I've, I, I know the time. It's something I... I kind of wanted to do at one point, but it, I was too scared. And the key is you have to be willing to just stink terribly. Uh, and uh, Doby Maxwell is a friend of mine who's been a comedian for many, many, many years. And uh, so I've observed the life and everything. But, no, it's – it's. Uh, I mean, now, Ben might find a way just to fill time, you know, um, but in terms of like five minutes of comedy where you're actually telling stories and it's like dog life. It's normally about an hour. I cannot so. wait for that night. Uh, I hope you attend that night with us, Homer. Thank you as always for the time. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, bye. Homer and Tony, weekdays, 2 to 4, 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. No bros today. Telly Hughes, your cousin sub of the day. I'm Greg Scalzo. Joshi DiMaggio, Colin Russo, you, the Scalzo and Brust family. We'll hit some one or zeros next. That's Scalzo and Brust. You're listening to Scalzo and Brust, presented by Bud Light. Stop. Oh, well, wiggle with it. Yeah, stop. Oh, well, wiggle with it, wiggle with it. Three, six, nine. And I just don't want to swear right now. Give it to me one more time. Get low, get low, get low, get low, get low, get low to the window, to, to the, the wall. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Cause I'm lost in the way you move, the way you feel. One kiss is all it takes. Falling in love with me. Possibilities. I look like all you need. One kiss is all it takes. Scouts were for us, presented by Bud Light on a Friday!
up of the day. I'm Greg Scalzo, Josh DiMaggio, Colin Russo, you, the Scalzo and Russ family. Calling us, texting us, 800-990-3776. I don't know if Charlie's ever gotten into the dance party uh, on a Friday with Benny, Uh, although Ben doesn't come in on Friday, so it's probably usually (laughs) me you're on with on a Friday. Yeah, it varies. It varies. varies. Yeah, it varies. Week to week. Joshy, let's get into some one or zeros. Are you a one or a zero? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Are you a yes or a no? There's no such thing as a gray area. Life is binary. It's just a one or a zero. He is Telly Hughes. I'm Greg Scalzo. We're your contestants for one or zero. Josh DiMaggio is your host. He asks us a question. We say one for yes, zero for no. There is no gray area. Josh, you take it away. A new theory has spread via Reddit that Tom Brady's absence in training camp is so he can take part in a new season of The Masked Singer. One or zero. The Masked Singer is a good reason for Brady to miss camp. I'm going to go one. Absolutely. What? Yes, it's a good reason. If it's a part of your contract and it's your personal business and the thing is... The Mass Singer, you can't reveal that you're the Mass Singer. So if he went, if Todd Bowles told everyone that Tom Brady is uh, away from the team right now, he's on the Mass Singer. I mean, that blows up the whole show. I mean, here's the deal: it's like he basically he's like, hey, I'm gonna not work at my job so that I could go and make money at the job I'm going to take after this job. Well, I mean, that's what it is. That's him starting his next job early. No, the answer is zero. It's a horrible reason. And the only reason he's allowed to do it is because he's Tom Tom Brady. And he's earned it. I'll give him that. But he has taken all of that goodwill of being Tom Brady. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to take this time off to go and participate in the Masked Singer. And by the way, if that's the case, don't feed me the whole all oh, work-life balance hogwash. You want to go and take a Mediterranean cruise with your family for a week before you're pretty much gone for football season? Okay, I can accept that better. You're going to take care of your body. You go do your thing and, and do rich people things that I can't even comprehend or wrap my mind around. Go up in space if you want to and come back down in a week. But, like, you're going to take off time in the preseason to go on the Masked Singer? Now, I'm not a fan of the show. show stinks. <laughs> But I agree but, with Josh. But you said, you said it. The, the reason why it's a good reason because it's Tom Brady. And what if that was discussed before the season even started? What if that was one of the provisions saying, "Hey, I'll come back. I'll unretire, but I'm going to need a week." I mean, these guys don't play in the preseason anyway. When Francis Ford Coppola goes $15 million over budget in Apocalypse Now in the jungles of Vietnam because he wants to have steak flown in from Omaha and seafood flown in from wherever, he can do it because he's Francis Ford Coppola, but it doesn't mean that it's the right reason to go over budget because he wants to be eating steak from all over the world. Like, hey, Just because you can get away with it doesn't mean it's the right reason to get away with it. Different strokes for different folks. You watch The Last Dance. Dennis Rodman was going to Vegas when they were in the NBA Finals playing against Utah. Yeah, that's just some R&R. That's just a little R&R. That's a little R&R. Yeah, I mean, hey, he had to take care everybody of needs their way of getting down the way they want to get down. Like, what if 
he was splitting the proceeds of the mass singer with some charity. Would you feel different then? No, because he doesn't need the money. Just donate it to charity, Tom. <laughs> Brooke Lopez shared pictures online of his proposal to his new fiance at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park in front of the famed Tree of Life. One or zero. Public proposals are the worst. Uh, I'm going to go zero. Public proposals at Disney World are the worst. Uh, I mean, what are we doing here, Brooke Lopez? Did you uh, propose to your wife at Disney World? Uh, I'm going to go with negative. You did not? No, I did not. Okay, okay. I just wanted, <laughs> it I just, was never even a thought. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> I did, well, I did oh, consider that. Oh, I want to make magic at the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I mean, grow up, Brooke Lopez. Like, what are we right. doing here, man? Peter Pan. Right, exactly. He wants Peter Pan to come floating around even. And, oh, my gosh. that that was That's so weak. I mean, it, it, Brooke is like 35. It's not even like he's 21 and something he grew up wanting to do. Like, you've had a lot of years to think this thing out, and this is what you come up with? Also, ultimate look-at-me move, because Brooke Lopez, you're seven, seven feet tall. Yeah. You make a public proposal at Disney World. You want everybody around to crowd in there and just watch. That's yeah. like my nightmare. I don't I don't want anybody around. I didn't tell anybody I was proposing to my wife. Uh, the only person that knew were her parents, uh, because I asked permission, like a gentleman, <laughs> uh, and nobody else knew. We Wait, yeah, I, I um. So I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it'll be some sort of fairy tale. <laughs> you know, she'll be some princess and he'll be the beast, or you know, they'll do something crazy. But I definitely will say it won't be any blunt rollers at, at his day, like <laughs> like Draymond, like Draymond Green's. Green's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> One or zero, you should be. Wait, qu- I missed that. He had a oh, blunt roller. Oh, yeah, that's Bump why you're on. looking at me like that. Not okay. a cigar roller, so a blunt roller. He had, and, and it was three different strands you could try. Yeah. Man. I said that was what? one heck of a wedding. That no. is one heck of a wedding. <laughs> now that's being creative. Yeah, yeah, they were. But my question was, who do you get to roll these blunts? Like somebody that has had just a lot of experience. Let's that, be honest, Telly. We all have a buddy who we'd be like, <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. My wedding, right? It's like, hey man, I know I want you to come to my wedding, but check this out. <laughs> I'm gonna throw you a grand, man. <laughs> I need you to roll this for three hours. <laughs> well, I'm guessing like Snoop Dogg has to have his own personal blunt roll. He right? does famously. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. I thought I read that story. So there's probably some pros out there. Gosh. Yeah, he probably just called Snoop and said, hey, man, give me one of your guys. <laughs> How much is it going to cost me for the I'll night? I'll take the GV guy if I need to. <laughs> That's all I got for one or zero. Uh, that is it for one or zero. He's Telly Hughes. I'm Greg Scalzo. Josh Tomaz, you're running the show. Colin Russo in Madison. You, the Scalzo and Bros family. We are presented by Bud Light. We will get back to the Green Bay Packer conversation. I'm interested to hear what Telly has to say about Aaron Rodgers' criticism of the wide receivers because I feel like that's been the story of the week. And especially now in light of of Tom Brady potentially missing time to be on the Masked Singer, how people might feel about Aaron Rodgers just not coming to minicamp. Not preseason, but minicamp. Practice. We're talking about practice. Next, it's Galzo and Bros presented by Bud Light. One more time, you're this cabin.
free. We're gonna celebrate, celebrate and dance so free. One more time, got me feeling so free. We're gonna celebrate, celebrate and dance so free. Friday at Scalzo and Rust across ESPN, Wisconsin. Another summer weekend. Football's right around the corner. Packers taking on the Saints tonight at Lambeau Field, their second preseason game. All eyes on Jordan Love after that three-interception performance in week one. And you could... You could try to dress up three interceptions as pretty as you want, but the man still threw three interceptions. Josh is playing the Packer party song like they've already won something right now. Are you higher on Jordan Love than you are on Aaron Rodgers right now, Josh? Because you no have been so anti-Aaron Rodgers for these past few months. Uh, are you on the Mark in New Berlin Jordan Love train? Absolutely not. Okay. I, I will, I'll turn the corner on Aaron Rodgers as I do for the as I have for probably the past three seasons now. When he starts throwing footballs, Aaron Rodgers, the football player, is somebody I greatly admire. All the other Aaron Rodgers stuff is the stuff that drives me nuts. So when he's not playing, he can go be on the mask singer as far as you care. Huh? As far as I care. Okay. Yeah, but you don't because you were, uh, again, there's been a lot of frustration about Aaron Rodgers being critical of the young wide receivers. And when I say critical, I mean just merely holding expectation and uh, building a standard for those guys to operate within. He didn't call anybody out personally. He wasn't defensive. He wasn't below the line. And Aaron Rodgers has been somebody who in the past has probably stepped over a line as a leader that he shouldn't have, but he's gotten criticism for criticizing the wide receivers, mostly because he wasn't around for minicamp, and now Tom Brady's like, yeah, nobody knows where I am, I might be on the Matt Singer, I might be doing whatever. He gets the pass because he's Tom Brady. Is that just all about seven rings? Like, Is that where we're at? Is like he's just won so much he can get away with it? Or do you think as uh, that, that ultimately Aaron Rodgers has gotten so many people against him that he is just ripe for any time he can be picked apart, people are going to look to pick him apart? I, I think the latter. I think I think Aaron Rodgers has put himself in situations, have made comments, have done different things that people are just trying to figure out what the next thing is going to be to prove that he is a bad person or be like, see, you know, there he is again or he's doing that again. Uh, but I mean, as far as accomplishments, uh, it's just it's different treatment for superstars. That's just the reality of it. It's not Little League. Everybody is not going to get treated the same. If you win seven Super Bowls, yes, you can take a two-week absence to go do something else that's post-career related. And that's just the reality of it. Now, if you are a guy that is uh, barely finding ways to get roster spots each and every year, you can't do that. You're Aaron Rodgers. You can't do that. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. You can do that. But if you're Jordan Love, you can't do that. (laughs) You can't just miss even two days for a legitimate excused absence because there's so much that you're still trying to learn where these guys have perfected it. And that's just the way of the world. It's, it's, you know, people could say it's unfair, but... It's always been that way. The star player is not going to get treated the same way as the 12th player. And any coach that says that is true, they are absolutely lying to you in your face. I mean, look, we, we 
I thought there was a lot of problematic things that happened yesterday in the press conference with Deshaun Watson and the Haslams uh, talking about him accepting the settlement from the NFL of an 11-game suspension, a $5 million fine. But the one thing that you can't deny is that Jimmy Haslam was being very upfront and honest of like, yeah, we're doing this because he's 26 years old and he is a great NFL quarterback. Now that takes it to an entirely another uh, another level. And, you know, if, if he can sleep at night, I guess that's his prerogative to be able to welcome you know, Deshaun Watson into that community. Uh, but there is no doubt that there are different levels to things, and that's why Aaron Rodgers, at age 38, missing a voluntary minicamp, um, doesn't make me question his ability to then criticize the wide receivers, even if maybe they would be slightly 1% more up to speed had he been there for those two weeks than if he had not been. He still has the responsibility ultimately to get this offense to go uh, and I think at some point in the season it will get going. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take and that's where I'm going to be really watching some of those young wide receivers. It's tough because we're not exactly sure what routes they should be running, but it's usually pretty obvious when you see two guys in the same exact spot and an interception gets thrown. Ooh! That probably was not designed that way. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody messed up right here. Somebody made a mistake. I mean, but with with Aaron Rodgers criticizing his his wide receivers, to me, that could be just a a tactic tactful move by him Mm -hmm. to try and motivate them to just say, hey, you're not living up to the standards it takes to be a good receiver in this league. And I'm going to help you get there, but you got to help yourself get there too. So I don't think it was a thing of just putting them down in public. I think it was a public way to hopefully motivate them to go out and work harder and do better. 800-990-3776. 800-990-3776. Call us, text us. That's the old National Bank talking text line. Uh, want to let you all know, especially Brewers fans, that American Family Insurance wants you and five friends to experience the Brewers game day of a lifetime at American Family Field this September. You could win a true VIP Brewers tailgate. Tickets to the game for all six of you. Christian Yelich autograph gear and more. Enter at amfam.com slash brewers. It's so easy to enter. No purchase necessary. Full sweepstakes rules at registration. Again, American Family Insurance wants you and five friends to experience the Brewers game day of a lifetime at American Family Field this September. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. We'll be back in two minutes. Josh Hader was getting rained on with booze at home in San Diego. Has his per- poor performance made you feel better about that Hader trade? We'll hit it next. It's Galzo and Russ back in two minutes. We're presented by Bud Light.